Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love doing. And, you know, there is a difference between where people are going like, I'm a creative person, and I'm just expressing myself yes. yes i'm i need to scream at this person because i'm expressing yeah. myself i'm, an I'm a creative person i'm, I'm a eccentric creative. You know? i i need to drink a lot like mm-hmm. you know like like hemingway drink and yes. so when i write i just take shots of bourbon like hemingway yeah. and i need to die before i'm 30 so people will remember me you know and all this other crap yeah because <laughs> i'm a creative because i'm person. a creative person Most people, I feel like, act as if they're creative without actually channeling their creativity into something. What do you think? So, so that's kind of the big, the big problem. And I can't remember where I read this, which sparked this this topic. Which I should really start taking notes because I read so much and I go, "Oh, that's great. That's a great thing to talk about." Um, But it usually starts from early on when people are first realized they're creative or eccentric or whatever. And there was a big belief system, uh, especially in like psychology and therapy that you just need to express all that stuff. You need to just get it out. Don't hold it in. Don't hold in your anger. Don't hold in your frustration. Don't hold it. Just express it. I'll get it all out. Be the authentic version of yourself in any way, shape or form, because that's going to be the most mentally healthy way to do it. And they got that basically from Sigmund Freud. Well, it is, basically been discussed that that interpretation is incorrect. It's not the expression. In fact, expressing yourself. Now, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. Don't you take, you know, just take it from a guy who owns a production company, just giving you advice. Uh, But uh, it's the expressing that can actually lead to more problems and more issues and more things that can work against you. What they were trying to say is when you have all of that stuff yeah don't bottle it up don't keep it crushed down so that it slowly eats away at your soul and makes you unlivable you need to channel it you need to take and what is channeling defined as channeling is taking the energy that you would have expelled on expressing and putting into something of service to someone else or into service of yourself so when you're channeling energy, you're, you can take horrible, angry, venomous, hateful energy and turn it into a novel. You know, you can turn it into a screenplay. You can turn it into a one-person show. You can turn it into something. It is the process of channeling that makes a creative. Expressing, anybody can do. Anyone can walk into yes. Ralph's and scream <laughs> at the guy because, you know, you don't like the selection of whatever and you're just well i'm just loud because i'm an actor and we express ourselves it's like no you're an asshole like that's what you are (laughs) a a real performer a real creative has all of these intense emotions or maybe they don't but whatever they have going on they take that energy and instead of complaining or wiling out on somebody or just being generally an asshole as we said earlier they take all that energy and they find a way to transform it into productivity. Yes, let's talk about that transforming. I I just finished writing the new comedy Bible and mm-hmm. I talk about that in in my new book which shows you how to transform your anger mm-hmm. into material. 
but into material that is commercially viable. Yes. Okay. So, and this brings us to that essence of what is the difference? Because we've all gone to open mics and we've seen the expression of, you know, ranting and raving um, and expression Mm. and I'm just express and I'm, this is really true and I'm just really being myself. And what people... Um, the difference between um, that and people who actually have a career and are getting paid mm-hmm. money <laughs> to do that is what I call they do something with it. Yeah. All right. So, and like, people hear that phrase all the prize, you know, like once upon a time in Hollywood, there's a great scene where he's getting upset and the director is yelling at him, use it, use it, use it. He's yelling at him, channel that energy into your performance and serve the rest of us in this room who are doing this and your audience. I just saw that movie. It was fabulous. But, um, but what people don't understand, I mean, yes, there's a Jackson Pollock, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to squirt this paint all over the canvas. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, artists need to learn perspective. Yes. Comics need to learn how to structure a joke. Mm -hmm. You know, writers need to learn three-act structure. Mm -hmm. It might, the biggest lie is about stand-up comedy is that you're just on stage expressing yourself. Because if you really dissect the jokes of really good comics, you know, like let's just say um, uh, uh, Seinfeld, who sometimes, um, she says he's done jokes that he's worked on for two years mm-hmm. before he gets the joke right. He's doing something with it. Mm-hmm. Because um, comedy is not just getting up there and just vomiting up uh, stuff about your life. Mm -hmm. It's actually starts with anger, but you channel that anger into what I call a premise. Yeah. I think it would be good to describe what a premise is. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I'll make one up. Um, Give give me a topic, Jason. Uh, Try and write a joke about uh, it. Any uh, topic. Marriage. Oh, marriage. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay, so you go, the difference is, if you're just experiencing, I'm married, I fucking hate my wife, she's just such a bitch, my wife's such a bitch, she's just like, oh, all day, all night, she's all over me, what a bitch, okay, that's expression, right? Okay, well, when we we write a premise, we have to really ask ourselves, like, um, it's not just um, something from our life, but what is truly weird about marriage mm-hmm. or what is what is really hard about marriage okay and then narrow in on a very specific attitude of it mm-hmm. you know um and 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 that attitude could you know marriage is hard what is hard about it then you have to come up with a premise well it's hard um it's hard being turned on to a person that you've lived with for 10 years. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like there is no such thing as spontaneous sex. Yeah. It's like, how's Tuesday, 8 p.m., unless we're both tired, which we will be, never mind. Yeah. All right, so now we have some kind of a joke. Whether it's good or not, I can improve the act out, I can improve mm-hmm. the setup, I can work on that joke. But I'm taking my rage about marriage, but channeling into a structure that makes it, about me, yes, 
but also about the topic, shedding some information and light and some insights about what it's like to be married for 10 years, maybe adding in the spontaneous goes like an opinion. Yeah. Getting drilling down to some details. Now I've got the topic. I don't like my marriage. I'm raging about marriage. But then I can go like what other what other aspects of it. So I am doing an intense investigation of that topic, mm-hmm. rather than spewing. Yes. And and spewing to me is something that you do with your comedy buddy to create the material. So let's say you're out in life and you're just furious at everything. I say that's great. Write it down. Get together with your comedy buddy. Rant and rave. And then your comedy buddy, if they're a good one, will Mm -hmm. go, hey, there's something something about that. Let's channel that energy into that topic. Okay, that topic. And let's write like, you know, five ideas about that small little micro topic about spontaneous sex, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Now my topic is spontaneous sex. Yep. And now I'm going to write more jokes. And then I'm going to go 15 jokes about that. And then I'm going to come out with, I'm, if I'm lucky, two that works. And that's what I've done. I've channeled my rage um, into through this process to come up with something viable. But most amateurs will get stuck at the very beginning of the process. Mm -hmm. Because when you see a comic on stage who's really good, Mm -hmm. he looks like, wow, he's just up there spewing. Yeah, it's just off the cuff. Off the cuff. He's just having a conversation with us. Oh, my God. Yeah, and magicians are really cutting a woman in half. Mm -hmm. No, it's the illusion of spontaneity that comics have because they work on their material, they work on their act, they throw in improv, Mm -hmm. so it kind of makes the audience, gives the illusion that they are just spewing and they talk brilliantly. You know, the biggest mistake you could make is invite comics over for dinner and think they'll be funny. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Comics really work on their material, Mm -hmm. the good ones. They really work on it. That word or that word? They, they, uh, Should I is, breathe here? Should I not breathe here? Should I wait one more second? Should I yeah. not wait one more Yeah, what's second? the yeah. timing of that? Yeah. Is that work this way or that way? Should I turn those two words around? It's mm-hmm. like haiku poetry. Yeah. It's like, uh, I got to get the laugh quicker. Which words can I take out? So if you think you're being creative by because you're just a bitter, pissed off person, <laughs> I would say, hey, that is a good qualification to be a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm or to be an artist, or to be a writer, but then hone it. Do you know who I'm thinking of taking a class with? This hmm. is just, I just thought of. Um, because now, I, um, I, I don't know if we release the thing of like, I'm in between projects and just doing nothing yep. and exploring <laughs> different possibilities, which is taking classes, which, you know, I'm usually a teacher. And, mm-hmm. um, and I thought, um, they now have, it's coming across my Facebook feed, these master classes. Oh, yeah, I have all of them. I love them. I watch them all the time. Oh, you do? I do. Well, David Sedaris. Yep. Uh, He's one a brand of my, new one, yeah. One of my heroes of um, of writing. I actually, you know, pay to go see him read mm. the books I've already read. <laughs> and it's, 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 I think he, um, an example of him fits with this theme because He's a journalist, mm-hmm. and you might think, "Wow, he's just—we're just—he just publishes his journal rantings, mm-hmm. right?" 
And his process, he has talked about his process where every day he carries with him a little pad and he notes what people say, snippets mm -hmm. of conversation. And then he will go home and he will write them out and mm -hmm. write the story and then work on that story and work on that story yep. and work on that story. And that's work, that work, and that work is what's missing for most creative people. Well, I think you kind of nailed it right there because with the, 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 the thing that you were talking about earlier with the, you know, you take that rage, you take that anger, and then you put it through something. Well, the thing that you put it through is the skills and the work that you have done to make yourself not an amateur anymore. Yeah. The amateur expresses because the amateur doesn't have the tool set to focus that energy. And that's one of the things about it is it expression is the energy is in total control and it's focusing what the tools are doing. Channeling is you're sending the energy through the tools and the tools are showing you the best place to use that energy. And when you've got, you know, that's why, you know, your, your, your skills, your training, your, you know, getting a mentor, all that stuff is building up those muscles, building up that tool set. So when that energy comes, whatever it is, you feel super pissed, you're frustrated, or maybe it's something super, you're super horny or you're super romantic or whatever. You can take that energy and instead of just endlessly expressing, just going off, it's uh, spewing, as you said earlier, instead of just spewing, you can take that energy and pour it into those tools and those tools will take that energy and focus it into something incredibly productive. Yes, because what happened to you, what really happened to you, hmm. telling that story is not enough. Yeah. You have to do something with it. Mm -hmm. You have to add. Some, I just wrote a line for somebody I'm working with, um, a corporate guy to write a speech. And, um, and, and in this talk, he talks about um, not getting a college uh, scholarship. Mm -hmm. And it's not like his mother's going to pay for it. She works at Kmart. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what really happened. So then I have to do something with it yeah. as a creative writer by adding like, it's not like there's going to be blue light special, aisle four, college scholarships, mm -hmm. blue light special. So I have to do something with the story. Yeah. And that's the difference between an amateur and a professional. If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening and let's find your message and launch your career.